Do you ever feel like you're meant to do something in this lifetime, like something really important, but you just can't pinpoint it? That maybe you were born now for a reason and you've got a calling if you could only discover it. And maybe part of that is you feel pulled in a million directions and feel scattered because of it. If so, I'm hoping this episode is helpful for you. Last time we were together, I talked about childhood promises, the promises that you may have made in this incarnation. Today, I want to talk to you about past life promises, promises that you may have made from a past life that you set up saying the next time I'm on the planet or in my next life, I promise I'm going to do such and such. I hope you enjoy our time together. You are listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to follow me on my social, you can find me at Constance Mesmer. If you would like to subscribe to my YouTube channel, it is also Constance Mesmer. I post a lot of videos there that are not on the podcast, and you might find the information helpful and the visuals entertaining and engaging. I hope so. All of the links can be found at my website, ConstanceMesmer.com. Several episodes back, I told you about the karmic chakra. This episode today is still like a branch of the karmic chakra, if you will. Chakras are just energy vortices in our being, whether physical being or energetic area of our energy body. And the karmic chakra has to do with uh, the records of your soul path through various lifetimes. It holds your karmic obligations, your goals, all these records of previous incarnations and um, kind of your old belief patterns or old ideas and concepts and stuff like that. And so with today's episode, it still has to do with karma, like your whole connectedness of um, what have I done? What's coming at me as reward, if you will, which some people have issue with, I guess for what I would say for these purposes is, you know, you align with things that you would, and then they, you're attracting them into your life, good, bad, indifferent kind of experiences. And so with today and this whole concept of past life promises, I want to talk to you about how those experiences from other lifetimes might be impacting this lifetime good, bad, or indifferent. You might recall that when I talked to you about the karmic chakra, I talked to you that it, um, it was a repository of soul data that was incredibly linked to two other areas on our body, two other chakras, the sacral chakra and the solar plexus. And just to remind you, the sacral chakra has to do with sexual issues, creativity, and new beginnings, relationships also. And the solar plexus has to do with personal power, self-esteem, who you are, and what you came to do. Now, the sacral chakra having to do with relationships, sexual issues, creativity, and new beginnings, I'm going to talk more about that probably the next time we get together when I talk to you about karmic ties and soul links to others. But with the solar plexus, personal power, self-esteem, who you are and what you came to do, I really want to narrow in my focus on that and past life promises for today's episode. 
Story time. The first story I want to tell you is about a meditation that I had. I was um, way back when I was in my, <laughs> I don't know, late twenties, I was doing meditation time. Like I always say, I'm a big fan of meditation and I closed my eyes and I wrapped myself in light, I, you know, pulled all my energy in, grounded my energy into my body, collected it and wrapped myself in light and um, then turned my attention higher to the upper realms of spirit. So I shifted my awareness, shifted my consciousness just by, um, asking like, you know, sensing, is there any being around with me that wants to come forward? That's for my highest good that wants to make a connection. Now I, I do this often still, and I've done it in the past. Sometimes they show up or sometimes I go looking for them. And at that time, this whole band of light showed up in my inner vision as a clairvoyant experience. And I kept my eyes closed just because I really wanted to hold the energy frequency of what I was experiencing. It felt good and fine. So on a, um, you know, kind of a clear sensation and clear sentiment, clear sentiment level, it felt great. And I knew that it was fine to connect. And what I asked was, who are you? Because I couldn't discern. It felt more than one being. Let me put it that way. And they didn't come in physical form in a body. And it was, they they uh, told me they were my uh, council of light. And I was like, okay, uh, I, I don't get that. And it was the awareness of there were more than one uh, being of light that was there that have kind of followed with me in various incarnations. At that moment, I didn't take the time to look individually like what, did you have a physical form? Did I know you as a guide in each life? You know, um, what's your forte? And we'll get into how you do that <laughs> on down the line. I will teach you how to do that for yourself. But at this particular time, it was a council of light and I just took it as the band of light. And they said, that I, I, I said, okay, well, you know, what's, what do you want to connect with me on? And they said, I had promised to channel a book. It was a book of instructions for, wait for it, off planet beings that were incarnating on this planet. I think the year was like 1996 when this happened. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> So to me, it was like aliens, huh? And I was just like, wait, tell me more. And it's so interesting. It's so fascinating if you looked at my whole life. So I said, okay, let's, you know, let's see what the book is about and see what you have to say. And I was kind of like, oh, this is not my thing. I'm into angels, right? So, but I thought, okay, this felt right. They said, you had promised to do this in another lifetime. You said, when I'm back on earth, I am promising I will channel a book and I will channel it from these beings. And I was like, okay, fine, let's do this. I felt I'm a being of the light. I know I've come to do good work and I know it felt, it energetically felt right for me. So I began sitting at my computer, closing my eyes, lighting a candle, because I always do that, closing my eyes, making the connection, you know, wrapping myself in light, making the connection and um, typing, 
what was coming through. The frequency was difficult to hold while channeling the writing. And as it went on, and I was reading the content of what was coming through, it wasn't as profound as I wanted it to be. I was like, this is not really profound. I don't, you know, like, really? And it, it was a mix of, um, it was a mix of a, a material that I wouldn't necessarily read because it didn't hold my attention. And it was also, it was difficult to hold their frequency. And so I was just like, you know what? after a few attempts and a few chapters, I was like, this is slogging on and on. It's taking way too long to get to the meaty gist of it. And listen, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to write for magazines because I'm like, get in the story, get out of the story, make it happen. So I was like, listen to them. I said, this no longer aligns with my truth and what I felt that I came to do in this lifetime. And so after meditating, not with this council of light, but on my own and, you know, just kind of divine creation, I was like, this doesn't align with my truth. Can I get out of this promise, this past life promise? And spirit was like, of course, you can rewrite your own history at any point. If it doesn't feel right in your heart, pay attention, people. If it doesn't feel right in your heart, yeah, say, no, it's not working for me. So I went back to the council of light <laughs> and I told them, I'm sorry, you'll have to find someone else to write this book. They were bummed. I felt it. They were like, what? Like it was a real, I think they felt it was coming because I was just like, this is really difficult to hold your energy. Um, I don't know that I really want to be known as the woman writing books of off planet beings. And so it just didn't align with me in ways that that it needed to to make it be a successful project i knew then that i had always wanted um that you know my work was with god i had always known it and divine consciousness so you know divine consciousness god cosmic all all that is many names all one people but the spiritual evolution of the human experience was what i came to help teach and do and inform and empower other people all about and you know, it may sound grandiose, but when you know, you know, and I know I'm a channel and I know I can have choices. Like who do I want to help in this incarnation? And I've always been compelled to do something for the greater good. So I told them that I need to uh, break my promise. And so I literally saw myself uh, imagining a contract, a soul contract with them. And I tore it up. <laughs> I tore it up. I said, however, you perfect council of light, one of you can still sit on my greater council of real, you know, beings from various lifetimes that have come forward to help me with various projects. And much like we all have teams of guides and angels that help us, particular ones can come forward for particular tasks. So I said, listen, if I ever am compelled to write any information about, you know, beings that are from off planet that are here in human form, um, then come forward and assist in that way. But for me, the lesson here, um, as I said goodbye to them, and it really like disengaged it. And I felt great relief because I was like, listen, it was too hard to hold their energy. And and it was too hard because it, it just felt um, inauthentic, not in a way that it wasn't true, but it was inauthentic to my soul, right? Much different than when I channeled that angel that I told you about um, when I was with my friend in the free, oh, I haven't told you yet. 
I'm, I'm holding that story for when I talk about angels. When I hold the frequency of angels or even God, right? It it's, takes a lot to hold the vibration, but it, it, it felt right, right? And so this channeling the book just, it, it didn't work for me. And I said, listen, if I change my mind, and no one else has written your book, I will promise to do my best. I'll maybe I'll be at a different level in my own work that I can hold the energy stronger. And so this was a great lesson for me because I asked too, is it for my highest good? Is it going to be, am I making this major soul rift if I don't write this book? And it was like, no, no, you can change your future at any point. You have free will. <laughs> you have free will. You can do whatever you want. Constance was what really came back. And so I was like, okay, good. I'm going to choose to kind of chart my own course and teach what I want to teach. And I definitely know I've come to be, um, you know, work with the light and work as a light worker. But remember, I think we all are. We just have to bring it into whatever we do, whether we're you know, plumber, teacher, gardener, whatever, just be light, be that love light. So that's when I said no to the aliens. Now, interestingly enough, I adopted three kids and one of them, my very wise and brilliant youngest daughter, <laughs> they're all wonderfully wise and brilliant in their own way. But my daughter, um, I remember one time talking about aliens and you know, working in my work and people would come in the door and I was like, oh man, they are definitely an alien. And I'd go home and tell my husband, but the kids could hear and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I just, I get that they've, you know, come from earth is not their home planet and it's really awkward for them here. And I just really get that they're an alien. And my daughter, young, she was maybe seven or eight said, mom, we're all aliens on earth. We're all aliens. And I looked at her and I thought, you know, she's probably right. She's probably, probably right. So the back half of the story, the epilogue, <laughs> is that interestingly enough, I can really tell when this being from off planet comes through to kind of give me divine guidance. And this being has helped me. And this is where you got to take a breath, okay? This being has helped me when I'm helping people understand highly intuitive, highly empathic, somewhat on the spectrum or neurodivergent people, kids, whatnot, or indigo or rainbow children, because their needs are different. And so I'm like, oh, crud. <laughs> I kind of, I wish I would have written that book because now I could really write that book. I could really write that book. So I'm going to be podcasting about a lot of kind of the experience and how to better care for incredibly sensitive energy beings. Um, because the need is there and the need is strong. And maybe someone already, maybe they commissioned somebody to write the book. I don't know. I haven't looked for it, but I just thought that was fascinating that I still, they're still giving me info. <laughs> you know, their voices must be heard, but I just share that story with you because if you're compelled to do something, whether it's you sit in spirit, you know, meditation and you get like this, oh, you made this promise in another life, um, or not. I just encourage you to sit and ask, is this for my highest good? And is this what I really want to do now? That's the important thing is, um, am I meant to, am I meant to do this now or can I change my mind? I think we've all had moments in our life where we, you know, when I grow up, I want to do this or when I, you know, and then things change or we experience it and we're like, no, no, I don't like the effort or I don't like what it would take to do that, or it doesn't suit me, or I thought I'd like it, you know, you test the waters and then you go on to do something different. And so sometimes 
there's experiences though in our life where we can feel as if we're scattered or pulled in a countless directions. And it may be because, you know, we're maybe we're helper healers and we see all these areas that could use our visionary experience or our our good heart or our good intention and all our efforts because we're organized or whatnot. And sometimes it's about taking a breath, sit back, put your hands on your heart, sit in your meditation time, if you will, with your journal notebook or whatnot and say, which one is for my highest good or where do I feel, you know, called and compelled. I don't think it's much of a secret that I'm a huge environmentalist and a humanitarian, especially as an Aquarian, we're humanitarians. And so I want people to be kind and nice. And instead of going out and I did work for Greenpeace for a while, which I loved, but it was hard because I'm like, what? You don't care? What? I don't get that. How can you not care? Um, it's our home planet. Hello. Hello. Um, that I realized, oh, I'm going to just wake people up consciously. I'm going to shift their consciousness and they'll naturally care. Their hearts will be open and they'll, they'll naturally care. And um, they'll walk the planet differently. So that's how I am pulling back to do that kind of thing. So what I'm encouraging to, you to do if you're feeling scattered or pulled in different directions for your heart's calling and your, you know, that whole uh, solar plexus, personal power, self-esteem, who you are, what you came to do, feels like you could do a million things. Maybe what you need to do is line up all the things that you'd like to do or be or accomplish in your life and close your eyes and put your hands on your heart and say, you know, is this really something that I want to accomplish in this lifetime? And and see, you know, skim off the top and let's see what three top priorities arise or what five top priorities arise. And then sit with it again the next day and see what comes up to the surface, what comes up to the top. Because maybe some of those lists of things that you want to do are actually components of other items. And so this is kind of this winnowing down of a top priority. And then you might want to go in and say, did I ever do this in another lifetime? And see what comes up into your visionary experience, because maybe you have done it in another lifetime and you're just picking up where you left off, right? Or this is a skill that you want to develop in this lifetime because you're enamored of it or whatnot. I'm just saying with this experience, it's about what is for my highest good to do, like what will bring me the greatest joy and happiness and, you know, and, and kind of learning. I'm, I'm always up for learning new things or learning things. And, and just when we're happy, the whole world then can, um, benefit from that vibration that we carry in our happiness. And so sometimes when what we do is important, mostly it's who we are that's important. But when you've made a past life promise to actually come back and do something or accomplish a specific thing, I think it's important to look at really, do you want to continue? Do you want to do that actually? Or do you want to do something else? What's this lifetime supposed to be about for you? So another story. <laughs> this one has to do with, are you, did you um, come back now in this lifetime, right now, born in this generation for a specific reason? When I got an astrology reading, um, I think it was the first time that I got the astrology reading from the most wonderful Barbara Ivercheck, who's since passed. 
she said to me, wow, look at, you see this planet right here in this aspect, in this house, in this alignment with the rah, 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 whatever. Cause I don't remember what she said. She said, this means that you've come back each time that the world is ending for different, um, uh, experiences for different dynasties for, you know, uh, you went back at the different falls, <laughs> you know, the fall of the Ro Rome, the fall of Atlantis. You were here when, uh, you know, this ended and that ended, you come back kind of as an awakener to help people get conscious either to help prevent the fall or to, um, help just kind of enlighten people before they pass or, you know, shift their perspective. And it really resonated with me. And so I'm going to definitely talk to you in another episode about soul purpose or looking at a greater soul purpose. And like I've said, your purpose is to be happy, but the way we get to that, um, of, of doing like, what is it I want to do? You do things that make you happy. <laughs> Happy really is what it's about. And so for me, I was like, okay, that's fascinating astrological information that I've come back at the ends. And so for the longest time, I thought, oh my God, the world's going to end. The world's going to end. And my mother's like, Constance, the world ends every day for some people. And I was like, right, right. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. But we do know that we're now in a time on the planet when there's a lot of catastrophic events happening. And some of them are preventable, right? This is humanity and it's not the necessarily the finest, but it's also also at the finest because it's compelling people to change or invent or vote differently. All of these things that we can do or raise our voice or sign a petition or live differently. Um, and so I think that there, there might be within you a past life promise to come back now for a specific reason. Sometimes we follow family members, but sometimes we come back because we like it here. <laughs> we like earth and we um, do our best learning here. But sometimes it's also because you made a specific promise to return in this incarnation exactly as you to accomplish a specific goal, whether it's for your own journey or for the sake of others. I know some people think that we just really live for ourselves, and anything that blossoms out is beneficial to whomever crosses our path. But I also do believe that some of us are called to help. And so in what way, in a small way or a large way. And so a lot of times, if you were to close your eyes, put your hands on your heart and say, did I make a promise? of coming back at this time on the planet now and for what reason, what was the reason, you know, and sometimes when you look at what, you know, um, what troubles you or what inspires you or, you know, these things, these selfless acts of service, if you will, that are also fulfilling your whole, like, Oh, this is a mission that I can take on or a, a purpose that makes me feel good. And I feel great to be a, one of the good guys on the good side or all these things, this might bubble up for you. And so I encourage you to look at like, did I make a promise to come back now? And what was the promise? What was the promise? Did I come back to teach, to do something, to create and you know, in, invent something to, um, you know, what is it? What is it? And for me, it's always about sitting with your soul, with your eyes closed, hands on your heart and saying, what's a past life promise that I made that I should come back now? And so I can't help but ask you, but what do you want to do? <laughs> what do you wish you could do if you could do anything? 
And what makes you happy, right? What would make you happy? What would you do if money was no object and you could just be happy doing it? That would something that would get you out of bed every morning and get you motivated and get you just really stoked. The reason I ask these questions is because um, you're, if you feel this whole thing of like, oh, I really was born for a reason or this lifetime is important for some reason or, oh golly, I'm not feeling the importance of this lifetime. And, you know, golly, how long do I have to wait this out? Because some people like, you know, come to me because they're feeling that I have no motivation. I'm so scattered. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm not happy. I'm like, whoa, this is why the karmic chakra is linked to the solar plexus, personal power, self-esteem, who you are, what you came to do. And also therefore close link triad to the heart chakra, your emotional center of love and feeling. This is where you want to authentically live from. It is where your personal power gets amped. It's linked to the heart chakra, these two, because what it helps you do in living authentically, you can determine your, um, who you are and what you came to do and what you're good at or what is an area that you want to study or experience, or what are you um, interested in, right? I know a young person that I was like forever saying, you've just got to follow your interests, honey. It's like a beautiful, you know, hidden trail of breadcrumbs for self-discovery. You have to trust that if you like that, go try it. If you, you don't like it, then stop. If you like another thing, pick it up, go see if there's a class or a book or learn about that. It's self uncovering, <laughs> self discovery, because what you will discover in all of that is that experience of um, self knowing and self awareness. And in that is this uncovering of your personal power, what you're really good at, or, you know, the whole thing of what's your, what, what you're inquisitive about, and this curiosity of life helps you uncover who you are and what you came to do. I promise you, promise you, promise you. That's why you're interested. That's why you're interested in it. And I think that there's something really to be said about when you give yourself enough credit and allow yourself to have these experiences of what you're drawn to, then it actually does build self-esteem because you're like, oh my God, this is really cool and I'm really good at it. Or, you know, I have a friend who is a lovely soul that he wanted to, um, he was like, I want to really be fit. I want to be fit into my old age. What's a sport I can do? I know I'm competitive. And he's like, I think I want to learn tennis. And he went and took his first lesson because he was not very good. And the first lesson was hard and he was really, really not good. And he's like, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up because I really like the idea of using this to carry me into my, you know, later years in life. And, um, so one more lesson, one more lesson, one more lesson. The guy is a kick-ass tennis player. <laughs> he's a kick-ass tennis player and he competes and he has fun and he's really, you know, uncovered this joyful aspect that is part of his health and fitness and mental health, right? Because it affects his mental health and emotional health. And he's met friends in this and everything. So it was good. It was just an interest that he wanted to pursue. And so I think that sometimes too, and this guy doesn't have to work for a living because he made a boatload of money early on in life. And so he's one of those people I'm like, wow, raw yay you. I only work because I want to, right? I work because I want to, um, which is great. 
And that's the thing is I can get out of bed and go to a, a job or a, a career that I enjoy in life like, but it also, I know has to do with the past life promise. Next life I come back, I'm going to help. And, um, you know, among a million other promises that I made, I'm sure. But so uh, what I'm trying to tell you is pay attention to what it, you're curious about or something that's interest of you that I've always, when you say, I've always wanted to rah, rah, rah. That could be because in a past life, you said, when I go back next time, you know, like when you take these trips, my daughter and I just went to Stowe, Vermont, and we didn't have enough time to do everything. And she wanted to stay an extra day. But I was like, no, 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 we'll just come back. You know, we'll say you have to, I always say you have to save a few things for the next time you return. You know, we hiked Smuggler's Notch, which was great, but we saw these horses and you can do horseback riding. And we're like, oh my gosh, next time we're back, we're going to do horseback riding. So it's, this is what we do. This is what we do with past lives. Or like next time I'm here, I want to make sure I see the Grand Canyon or, you know, laugh more or whatever it is. And so I invite you to kind of recognize those moments as little calling to your soul cards to uncover your heart's desire. What is, what is pulling at you? What are you curious about? What do you want to learn? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What do you want to experience? This is what, you know, those are the, the desires of your heart will lead you to yourself. And I just encourage you to figure out ways to get there, right? Even if it's just reading it in a book or studying it, if you, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, right? I think I want to say all that because sometimes what we promise to do in this lifetime might be things that are not natural to us. They might not come naturally. We might have to refine them or we might have to study them or we might have to learn them, you know, higher education or alternate education or education, right? Or experience or volunteering. These two will give us the uh, kind of the um, steps to pursue our path. And so I just want to kind of honor the fact that sometimes our path is not necessarily always easy, breezy, breezy and smooth, right? When I started my own personal journey about doing all my soul awareness and my psychic development and all that work, you know, I had to face some fears. I had to be okay with the uncomfortable and look and go, oh, I'm, it's the experience that's uncomfortable um, because I'm not used to it or whatever it is. And so I just want to remind you of that as you're going on this excursion of your life and making it a joyful and fun time, you are the one that has to get out of bed or off the easy chair or, you know, out of your comfort zone to go experience it. Otherwise it is going to you're going to attract what you're putting out there. If you're just sitting at home and not pursuing anything or dreams, following up on a dream or curiosity with life, then you're going to get in this life what you put into it. That's what I really think. When you step, the universe meets you. When you're like, all right, I'm going to pursue this and magic is going to happen. So one of the things that was really cool when my daughter and I went to Stowe, Vermont, she wanted to stay the extra day. And I was like, no, we already have a booking for, you know, the hotel tomorrow night. So we're not going to stay another day. We're going to just stay this one night. And, uh, I'll be darned if halfway to the next town, I was like, let's pull over in Concord, New Hampshire for dinner. Why don't you look, um, on your phone to see if there's a really cool place to eat. She found this really cool place as we were driving. 
I couldn't get parking right next to the restaurant. So we had to park a little half block away. We had to go down this kind of dark alley. And there were these two guys there with full on tattoos everywhere. And I'm like, whatever, we're going, you know, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> it wasn't, it was, I was like, we're going to walk down here, whatever. And you know, some people like their hairs might go up on their back, dark alley, blah, blah, blah. But my kids have tattoos and I want a tattoo. So I'm like, whatever. So we walk and all of a sudden we're like just beyond these two guys. And the guy, one guy calls out my daughter's name. My daughter and I looked at each other. We're like, what? It was this guy she had gone to school with in Maine, right? A guy she had gone to school with and she had been wanting to re, you know, reconnect. And there he was. After we chatted and I met the guy, very kind soul, who's a tattoo artist, I was like, this is so fascinating. I said, see, honey, see, had we stayed in Stowe another night, we wouldn't have had this experience. So I had to be true to my like, no, we're not canceling. We can't cancel that hotel reservation. And so we've already paid for it. So we're going to go. We'll come back to Stowe another time. The journey's got to continue. It was like a little Paulo Coelho, the alchemist, right? It was like... <laughs> You just have to let it unfold, keep going. And even though she wanted to stay, I needed to be true to myself. Like, no, we've got to keep moving because we've got these next steps on the journey and we don't want to go backwards. And so we'll, we will definitely return to Stowe and I bet we return to the tattoo parlor too. And the funny part about the tattoo story is the guy just stepped out with this kid that he had just did a tattoo on and they were just taking a 10 minute break and then they were going to go back in. So the fact that we had parked <laughs> on the other end of the alley and had to walk through the alley at that exact moment, that's synchronicity and fate. And, you know, my daughter and I both get synchronicity a lot. And I'm like, yeah, that's the breadcrumbs, babes. When you're on the right path and you're going with what, you know, you just have to be true to yourself. And, and you know, I was true to myself as the driver. And so I got to usurp her desires and it all worked out. It worked out and it was one of many magical moments in our trip. And I think that this trip that I took with my daughter, a four day birthday trip kind of was a treat for both of us, but it reminded me of this. I was telling my husband, it was like the fool's journey through life, right? It was this exploration of self of, um, you know, kind of how to lean into the flow of it all. And part of why I'm telling you this in this particular episode is because you know, in the end, in the end, she really got to unravel some of her soul promises from other lifetimes. And um, it was magical. But we took the time to take the journey. We took the time to explore the different avenues and alleyways, if you will, of the experience of the emotions that were coming up, of the adventures that we were having. And looking at them on a deeper level, which we both do, because we both have Virgo moons, so we're like always analyzing and super analyzing <laughs> and overanalyzing life. But it's really just this awareness to the breadcrumbs and awareness to the puzzle pieces that are you, that are beautifully put together. And part of that are things that you really wanted to experience in this lifetime. And so I invite you to really take the time to sort through that. So what does that look like? That looks like sitting in quiet meditation and taking the time. Even you could do it in a simple, simple moment of stillness, you know, lighting your candle, taking a nice deep in breath and an out breath 
and putting your hands on your heart and saying, did I make a promise in another lifetime about this life? Have I come in with promises? Like, what did I hope to accomplish? Again, this one is specific to um, personal power, self-esteem, who you are, what you came to do. Like, what did I promise not to miss in this lifetime? I don't want to talk about relationships. That'll be the next episode. But this lifetime, you know, were there experiences that you promised yourself you'd want to get to? You know, what do you want to do in this lifetime that you have yet to do? What is calling you? What, what do you want to study or learn or read about or go experience or do before? You know, it is a bucket list thing. It really is. Because maybe that bucket list is about promises. You know, which of these are promises that I made before coming here? Is it time for a career goal change or a career path change or a project? What would make me happy? What would bring me my greatest joy? You know, this is not about other people. Do not make this about other people. This is about you in your heart. What do you need for you? And sometimes it's small shifts in your day, right? Maybe it's meditative moments or going for a walk, but otherwise it might be, I promised myself that I'd always go back to blah, 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 this country or that town, or I do this thing, large or small, you know, or I'd speak this way or live this way. This is your calling to be your authentic self. A lot of times when people do um, memoirs, you know, the biggest thing is know thyself, you know? And so what do you need to be reminded about yourself? What promises do you need to keep to find greater fulfillment in this life for you? Because I guarantee you in your multitude of lifetimes that you've lived before, you've passed with a wealth of information on your deathbed. And in your soul review in particular, you really had some gems. And I might do a meditation in the future about some of those, but, but right now you are able to access all that information. And yes, in my experience, it would be in your karmic chakra, but it's also in your heart because it's on your soul because your karmic chakra loops around your body. Remember how I said I can pick up past lives all over people's being because it's in their energy blueprint of their soul. And so I invite you to take the time to breathe in and out and say, God, if I could do anything or be anything, what is it that I'm called to do? Listen, <laughs> we all know that I want to be like it. I was watching America's Got Talent before I recorded this episode because I'm like, golly, I love their voices. Right. And I've like, wouldn't it be great to be a singer? I think I've done it another lifetime, I've told you. And so since I can't play that out in this lifetime, I do it in the shower or walk around the house singing. Ask my kids when they were little, I used to bellow out because the acoustics in our house are so cool. I'll sing in the car. This makes my heart happy. Now, this is not a promise I made in another lifetime, but it's a promise I have to make to myself because it makes me happy. And so, but what is a promise that you might have made for this lifetime? that you're not moving on, you know? And for those of you that said, I want to, um, I came back to help. I, uh, and I, I promised I'd make a difference. 
I want you to know every little bit helps. You're doing a great job. A little secret that I do know. I don't know if it's a secret. If you did get your astrology done and you wanted to look where's your north node, that might give you an indication as to promises of what you've come to learn or do or be about in this life. And so those of you that are compelled to look at astrology, you might want to look at that north node. I find it interesting for my own life that I obviously made a promise to come back and help, but also enjoy my time here and um, manifest a lot. <laughs> I manifest so much you would not believe it. But the cool thing is, is if you look at the thread of my life, everything I've done has built up to um, teaching soul awareness and spiritual development. Like I've told you, even my years at college when it was just great fun and I met a lot of people that I still um, enjoy hanging out with, um, that whole uh, education of journalism helped me with my spirit work and helped me to put together stories, if you will. And then also every time there was an interest in something kind of you know, left the field from what I grew up with that seemed intriguing to me. I studied it, you know, Reiki, energy, psychic. Um, I didn't really study psychic development. I just sat with spirit. You know, I finally succumbed to what was part of my nature and I did it with curiosity as opposed to fear. And, um, and then, you know, you've, if you've followed me along so far, you've heard my stories that I, you know, decided, okay, I'm supposed to channel and be a medium, but I wanted to learn modalities. And that's when I studied Reiki. And then I studied uh, Bowen from Tom Bowen in Australia. And one thing led to another, and then the healing practice, and then taking the job with the, as the um, manager at the acupuncturist office. And then I learned the skills for building my own business. And, you know, it's just, I just laugh, like it's really this breadcrumb, like trail of my own soul that laid out. And so I set things up. I do firmly believe that I and my inner guidance set things up so that I could follow through on a lot of the promises other than that, <laughs> other than that alien book. But even still, I'm, I, I, mean, I know I could write that now because I know what, now what they're saying. I'd love to find my notes. I can't find my notes. Um, I think it was back when there was a, you know, a brother word processor. I think I started writing it on a brother word processor as opposed to a computer. <laughs> How's that for ancient? How's that for ancient resources? But all I'm saying is if you look at your life, it might be leading you to the calling, to the promise that you made, but it might be your promises isn't necessarily to do something, it's to be someone. And so that's why I say with the North Node, you know, my North Node is, uh, it's about family, it's about my job. And so, um, you know, I, I know firmly that I lived lifetimes in my South Node of spiritual questing and being a monk and a hermit and a, you know, a spiritual person and, uh, you know, really sitting in prayerful meditation. And, you know, I think I've been a Sufi and uh, 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 all these different things and um, all religions, really. And this lifetime is about bringing that into, you know, all kind of pull, pulling it all together. But for me, I feel like uh, if we look back at our lives and see 
uh, this thread, we might see that we are already fulfilling some of the promises that we made. But what I'd like you to do is close your eyes, put your hands on your heart and say, okay, what was the specific promises I've still meant to keep? You know, what did I want to do when I came back? What did I want to do when I came back from that? You know, in this journey now, what do I want to make sure I do before I die, before I'm finished here? What talent do I want to tap into that I've been fearful of using or fearful of exploring because my self-esteem is wounded or whatever? And what if I just say, no guts, no glory, I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, you know, I just encourage you to do that and follow the thread that has been guiding you to you, guiding you really home to your true and authentic self. And may you know peace, full life and happiness in doing it. I also want to say that you might uncover that your past life promises for this life have nothing to do with what you're going to do, like for a career or a job or whatnot or projects, but more who are you going to be? It could be that you promise to come back and be like, you know what, I am just going to be my authentic self and I am going to be a vibrational being of love and compassion and kindness. And maybe that is your greatest promise that you put forth in this life. And it might not be easy either, right? Because it's not a comfortable place to be necessarily all the time. But your path might be to really imbibe yourself with that higher vibration by spending time in contemplation and prayerfulness so that you can live from that frequency and just exist and, you know, be that, be that, be, to just be. So I'm really excited for you to uncover what it is that you've promised <laughs> from your best life into this life. You've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.